Well, I'm having a wonderful day. Well, I'm super excited because I get to, uh, to um, introduce to you somebody you already know, one of my favorite powerful leaders in our area. Janelle Wallace is going to bring the word today. It's been a while. Yeah. Woo! How many of you guys were here last time that Janelle preached? You don't even remember? Well, then you are in for a treat. So um, anyway, reach your hands out. I want to pray for Janelle. I'm so blessed by the ministry that, uh, that Janelle carries here as our administrative pastor. And each of you have, have uh, if things are working, that's because Janelle has a hand in it. You know this. And, um, but I know so many of you have received great words of encouragement and a phone call or, or a connection. And we just are so grateful for, for you as a leader here, Janelle. So we're excited about this word. Father, I pray that you would bless Janelle as she brings the word today. Father, thank you for the preparation she's already put into this. And also, I thank you because she lives this every day, Lord. So as she's sharing from her heart, I just pray for a grace over her communication and a grace over us to be able to receive this word, Lord, and to continue to be fruitful in the ministry you've called each of us to. In Jesus' name. And the tribe said? Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Pastor Joshua. I woke up this morning thinking, oh, he's crazy for letting me slash making me do this today. It was just one of those days like, oh. So um, I want to talk today about overcoming fear. Um, So if that's something that you think, oh, I don't struggle with fear, don't check out on me yet because I'm going to talk a little bit and I just want to challenge each of us um, in this area because I think it's a an area that's like common to man where we all have um, areas of fear in our life. I think in our society, um, it is rampant. I mean, you just watch the news and it's, it's pretty awful. So give me 20 minutes, hang in there with me, and I want to challenge you today. Um, so a number of years ago, I was driving down the road and I, I really felt the Lord really clearly, like his audible, almost audible voice say, Janelle, I want you to stop living your life ruled by fear. And I was like, what? Have you guys been offended with the Lord before? Like, I don't do that. I mean, like, uh, like practically, well, I was pretty self-righteous. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm fine. I've got this. And as soon as I kind of had my snotty, snarky comeback, I saw these different scenarios in my life. Um, Like when I was a little girl, I was afraid of a thunderstorm. high school, you know, I got in a car accident, being afraid, and a lot of different times in my life where um, I was totally partnering with fear. Most of them, I was actually choosing fear, like I am choosing fear and realizing, oh, fear's my friend, shoot, (laughs) okay. Um, And then once I was like willing to say, okay, yep, that's a thing in my life and in my heart, he, then he said, I don't want you to live in the land of what ifs. The what if this, what if this, you know, what if my kid doesn't make the team or what if, you know, any, any of those things that we all <clears throat> run down that road, the land of what ifs. And the last um, picture that I saw when he was flashing these scenes from my life was birds flying at my head. <laughs> and for those of you that know me fairly well know that I'm terrified of birds. And I'm just going to tell you a dumb little story just because um, it's funny and it's part of who I am. As I hate birds. And the reason is one day, this was, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, my mom and I were out shopping and we were walking into this store. 
Um, and I felt like this on my head as I was walking in, like, oop, what was that? Kind of gave me the willies and whatever. And so I'm walking again, and it happened, or we're still walking, and it happens again. And my mom was like, oh, that was a bird trying to land on your head. And so by now, I was kind of like freaking out, and I'm like walking really fast into the store, not wanting to make a scene, wanting to still be cool, and, but I was freaking out. And so thus begins my journey of being terrified of birds, right? So anyway, we're in shopping in Michael's, and we're trying to get whatever we wanted. And um, I, my mom was like, calm down. And I was just like getting more and more anxious, like those birds are out there. I saw them in the trees. And I'm like standing at the front door just looking like, okay, my car is really far. And how am I going to get away from these birds? So anyway, um, when we leave, I walk out and I said, okay, mom, you can wait here. I'm going to probably have to run to the car because I'm not going to have that happen again. Um, <laughs> but warn me if they're coming. So I'm feeling really dumb telling you guys this. <laughs> so I'm walking, and she's behind me, and she's like, Janelle, they're coming. I'm like, you better not be joking. She's like, I'm not. So I've got my bag in my hand, and I'm like running like this, screaming bloody murder. Like, ah! So embarrassed. And I get in the car, and I'm like just shaking, terrified of birds. Like, what the heck? Has that happened to anyone else before? Please, somebody raise your hand. Of course not. Of course not. It's me. <laughs> no idea. So even to this day, birds fly at my head. No idea why. If someone gets like a spiritual insight into this, please let me know because it's driving me crazy. You know, I'm in Jerry's in the garden center and they're like hovering and flying and oh, my heart is pounding talking about it. So that's like a dumb little area where fear has a place in my life. Um, another one that is a lot bigger deal, I don't want to cry, um, in, I think it was 2008, um, um, my husband was diagnosed with heart failure, um, and he, he was working a construction job and was slowly, like, really slowing down, and, and clearly there was something wrong with his physical body. And so long, involved story short, we found out um, through a cardiologist that he had heart failure. It's kind of a genetic thing, kind of a freaky thing, a virus they think attacked his heart and made his heart barely able to function. So we started on that journey together of um, trying to repair it. They said, you know, we can't fix it, but we can hope to improve it through medicine. So we started that. The medicine was saving his life, but like really took his quality of life. Um, and so he, <laughs> we were a hot mess. He, um, the side effects of the medicine like just absolutely wiped him out. He was super depressed, super hardly could function. He physically wasn't able to work because the, the heart condition and then the side effects of the medicine. Um, so it was a real dark season in our life. And it was, um, when they diagnosed him, we sat in that cardiologist's office that day and they were telling him basically how he was gonna die. And I finally, I'm just like, enough. Stop talking to us. Tell us what we need to do. Tell us our next appointment. I, we can't hear anymore because I just, like that cloud of fear was just like, just hovering over us. And I'm like, 
I can't handle anymore. And um, so again, we're on that journey. And um, at that appointment, I realized I just shut down. I shut down. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this on my own. I can do this. I mean, you would think when you get told like how potentially your husband will die, you probably might want to tell a friend or two so they could be praying for you. Not me. <laughs> I'm pretty stubborn. I'm independent. And I'm like, I I've got this. The Lord and I were going to take care of this. So I went into like fix it mode where it's okay. okay. I'll just take care of it. Dan needs this. He needs these medicines. He needs this therapy. This, this, this. I've got this. And, and in that, I just wanted to handle it myself. I got busy, and I'm just going to do it myself. And um, that was, I'm not that great with time, but that was a several-year journey um, of me just, just doing things on my own. And that was pretty terrible. Fear was like just absolutely engulfing me and just totally surrounding me because I chose to go it alone. Um, and I think that's awful. So I'm kind of telling you two contrasting stories just to see like birds flying into my head. That's weird, right? I mean, that just doesn't really happen. But then also being told, you know, my husband, it's basically it felt at that point in my life like a death sentence. Um, that's a real big deal. It's like, oh, I can understand the, the husband illness thing, but, you know, so anyway, I just want to do those contrasting stories just so you can see how there's a lot of little, little ways and big ways that fear gets in. Um, I think that for me, um, there's a lot of ways that I dealt with a fear. If you could do that slide. Um, I was reading this book, and so I want to give credit to Allie Worthington. She put words around what I was doing and feeling, but she called it the five B's um, of dealing with fear. We get busy. I know for me, like, I'm an expert at that. I rock that. I'm just going to get busy. I'm just going to work through it, and eventually this will go away or it will get dealt with or whatever. That's not healthy. That's not healthy at all. Um, we do the blame, the blame thing, shifting the focus. It's easier to blame you, the situation, those stupid birds, whatever, than it is to deal with what's going on in my heart. It's like instead of thinking, you know, dealing with that fear and all right, where did I open the door to this? I'm just going to blame someone, blame a situation, blame the Democrats, blame the Republicans, whatever it is. Um, other things that we do is binge. You know, I would rather eat my feelings than I would deal with this fear. I would rather watch four movies on Netflix or just get lost on my screen, scrolling through Facebook, binging on whatever it is for that for us. Um, I was also really good at burying things, burying my feelings, burying with um, the things that I knew I needed to do. Just, just, just bury it all. Between busy and burying, I was, I was rocking this. And one other thing is also brooding and obsessing and overthinking. Um, I also was really great at that, where you just, you just get that hamster wheel going in your head and just brooding, 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 and all the things um, that fear does to you. For me, um, fear turns the what-if scenario into a certainty. Well, what if this? What if, um, what if Dan 
can never work again, can never bring home income again. What if, what if he dies? What if? You know, and the Lord just in this was assuring me of the things when I would let him in, of, you know, his promises to me. Fear definitely um, causes us to doubt God and doubt his goodness and doubt his love for us. And it also really keeps us focused on ourselves. I was so, in that season, I was so bound in fear. I mean, it was just right here all the time. And it's just, I was just focused on me. And I was pretty miserable. And I think, I'm sure I was miserable to be around. Just, um, just everything here is all about the fear that I can't, I can't stop. And it definitely keeps us from enjoying life and enjoying, and it robs our peace, and it robs our joy. I had like three, three, five years of just not much peace in my life and not much joy just because I wouldn't get out, I couldn't get out of this. In, in this season of, of the Lord challenging me about not having my life ruled by fear, you know, I'd hear the scriptures, fear not, yeah, okay, uh, all right, fear not. What, what does that mean? And then that verse that talks about be anxious for nothing. And I'm just like, Lord, <laughs> I can't not. I don't know what to do. I can't get out of this. It is a vicious cycle. Like I said, fear was my friend. It's all I know. I'm scared. I was a scared little girl afraid of thunderstorms. And now I'm, you know, a 30-whatever-year-old woman. I can't not fear, Lord. You have to help me. And, and in this season, he began to, like, to give me a new battle plan and to give me um, little bite-sized pieces of what, what he can help me do. And that verse in Psalm 34.4, it says, God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. I'm like, okay, Lord, if you want to come more than halfway, I can say yes to that. I can say yes to not fearing. I don't know how, but I can say yes to that. I'm like, he, I just can't get over that. He meets me more than halfway. How good is that, right? Is that so awesome? So he, wants, he was wanting to give me new, um, a new battle plan. So then let's fast forward to, I don't know, several years past this point, and... Um, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. My dad and my sister on the sides today, so I can only look forward. I don't want to look at them. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, my mom died uh, last November, just a few months ago, so it's, it's kind of a raw, fresh story still for our family. Um, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and here I am, based or back at that fear right in my face. It's like, okay, Lord, I'm not going to live my life ruled in fear, but I'm losing my mom and I don't know what to do. I don't, don't know, I'm so scared, I'm so ugh, freaked out. And one of the first things he wanted me to do was start talking about it, start talking about it to my girlfriend, start talking about it to some of my spiritual older brothers. I'm like, Okay, talking about my feelings, that's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> but I'm gonna do this, because I can't relive that season again. That was, this, this would kill me. 
So for me, I had to name my fear. I had to expose it because it takes the power away. It takes that, that hovering, living under that, being consumed by that, totally, it takes it away. It doesn't change the circumstance. It doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't magically make everything go away. You quote a few scripture verses and now you're not afraid. It doesn't really work that way, at least it didn't for me. I think sometimes it can, but it's just not a magic thing. So I'm like, okay, naming that fear. I'm afraid of losing my mom. I'm afraid of what this means for my dad and my, my sister and brother and just on and on and on. So start to talk about it. And you guys, there's so much freedom in that. There's so much freedom in opening up to others, being vulnerable. <laughs> Darn you, Joshua, for making me <laughs> do this. Um, there's just so much freedom. And times where I was, um, I would be going down this journey and that fear would be coming back and all of a sudden I would find myself at work or whatever and I was so anxious and just like kind of freaking out. And it's like, okay, what is going on? I did not wake up this way this morning. What, what's happened? And so I just want to challenge you to be aware of your feelings. Um, could we get the next slide, please? In the battle plan, being aware of your feelings is so important. For me, you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm super nervous, I'm super anxious, and I think, oh, I got some news earlier today, and at that point, I chose fear again. Okay, so then you need to go to the Holy Spirit and say, you know, Father, I just blew that. I partnered with fear again. I need you to ask, I need you to forgive me, and I need for you to help me, because I'm back in that familiar rut where I don't know what to do. I'm afraid, but I don't want to partner with fear anymore. And, and again, in that, there's a lot of freedom. There's a lot of, um, there's just rest there. Like, you, um, I don't know, it's just that safe place of just inviting the Holy Spirit into your heart, into that place of fear and anxiety. Um, the other things is, um, you know, avoiding those five Bs, avoiding the busy. I know for me, a lot of times, I just had to go, um, I actually would pace in this room a lot, and just like, okay, I'm not gonna bury myself in work, I'm not gonna bury myself in other people's problems, I'm gonna deal with this with me and the Lord, that I'm not going to choose fear. I'm not going to do it. Um, and there was um, a lot of meditating on the scripture that I did. There was several, several verses I just had um, on my phone where I would just like walk in here, walk at home, whatever, and just read those verses. You know, God's not given us a spirit of fear, power and love and a sound mind. And those in different seasons, different scriptures really were impactful. Um, and, sorry, I cannot read that. Walking us with openness, in openness with others, you guys, was so freeing. I know for me when I was really entrenched in fear, this just sounded even more terrifying, more just like, <laughs> I can't do this. I can't tell somebody that I'm scared about this problem or this situation. Um, 
because like I said, it ruled me. And it, it sounded so dumb. Like I was afraid, like intellectually, I knew this is stupid to be afraid of. But right here in my heart, I can't shake it. I can't, I can't get out of the hamster wheel vicious cycle of being afraid. And you've got to talk about it. You have to have those people in your life, those safe people that, that aren't going to judge you but are also going to give what we call in our family a spanking and a hug. They're going to pray with you, they're going to hug you, and they're going to take you back to the Word. You know, what does the Word say? What, what is God saying to you about this? I remember one time I was, um, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was leading something, and I was really starting to get super anxious and uptight. I just felt like the Lord said, text Kathy Stott and Mark Willem. So I texted them, like, guys, this is where I'm headed. I am a train wreck. I'm freaking out and I'm supposed to go lead people and I cannot. And good old Mark Willem, he is a faithful brother in my life. He texted me, he said, you got time for a phone call? <laughs> and he just called me and he's like, all right, what, what's going on? And so he was able to help me walk through, okay, this is a fear of man issue that you're facing. So what's going on with that? And then encouraged me to get some ministry time with the Sozo team to deal with my fear of man. Because in that season, that was a huge, huge thing. And I was kind of mad at him. I'm like, why didn't you just call me and pray? <laughs> um, but he was so right on. And I needed, I needed that voice in my life, just like I said, giving me a spanking and a hug. He did pray with me, but he was, he was real direct. And it was exactly what I needed in that moment. Um, and other things that I've done is just when you're in... That, that situation of fear is to um, just ask the Lord to help you with a thankful heart. And God, I thank you that um, I didn't have a flat tire this morning. I thank you that it's not raining. I thank you that my husband made dinner tonight. You know, just to start to shift out of that stuck place of fear. Um, it seems a little bit trivial, but it is so important. I thank you that the kids... Um, didn't fight while they're getting ready for school. Just those little things that, for me, just got my mind shifted into a place of more health. And then, and then worship was huge, huge. A lot of times I would just um, have one little refrain going through my head over and over, you know, about the peace of God, about God's goodness. Um, whatever song it is that works for you, um, worship is so huge. And um, I just want you guys to know there is so much freedom from this. If fear is an area that you um, really struggle with, I just want to offer you hope today. Um, a little follow-up on my husband's situation. He didn't die. <laughs> he's, still, he's still alive. He'll be here in a little bit. Um, but I, I often still have to have him just up on the altar of just like, Lord, I commit to you. I mean, this week he was back just having a routine um, echocardiogram. And I was kind of a train wreck this week, super worried about him and that. And there's not really any reason to. It's fairly routine. But again, it's that muscle memory of, you know, how is he, you know, how he's going to die and whatever. And it's like, well, Lord, yep, he will die. We will all die. But God, you've promised you won't leave me. You won't forsake me. And so um, 
I just want to offer you guys some hope in this, that he, God is so faithful, and he's so good to, um, to want to be there with us. He wants to meet you more than halfway. He wants to free you from your anxious fears, and he wants to bring freedom in your life. And um, I just want us to take a minute. I'm just going to be quiet for just a second and just ask you to do a little bit of business with the Lord. And if this is something that God's speaking to you, would you, um, I'm just asking in a minute that you would respond. So I'm just going to give you just a second. Could I get the prayer servant team and elders to come forward, please? I know for me, when I was really entrenched in a spirit of fear, I would not have come forward for prayer. Um, I, I Honestly, I think for me, a lot of times I thought, oh, I've got this. I, it's not a problem in my life. Um, but I just want to encourage you guys to not leave today without doing some business with the Lord, without checking your heart, without um, coming up and getting some prayer, prayer from these people. Um, because this is a really big deal. I feel like fear in our society is just everywhere we turn. And just ask the Lord, what does this, what does a response look like for you? I'm going to read through a few scriptures. And if there's one that speaks to you, like, oh, that's what I need to deal with, come up right then and let's, um, let's get some prayer about this. Because God has freedom for you. And He does not want you or I or any of us to be living in the land of fear. So Isaiah 41.10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will, 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 I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Psalm 56.3, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Joshua 1.9 Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Psalm 27.1 the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Philippians 4, 6-7 Do not be anxious about anything, 
but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which, tran- which will transcend all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And Psalm 34, 4. God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. So I don't want you guys to miss out today if you need some prayer. If you just need to sit here quietly and do business with the Lord, I would love to pray with you. These guys are all here. I just don't want you to miss out on on receiving some freedom, receiving some breakthrough today. And let me just pray. And if you need to leave, you know, do that quietly and it's no problem. But God, I just thank you for your goodness, Lord. Thank you for um, the freedom that you offer. Lord, thank you for meeting us more than halfway. And we just ask for your peace over, over us, over our tribe today. Lord, give us the boldness to be willing to face our fears and to do business with you. And we thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness to us, Lord. We thank you for the hope that you offer. Bless you, God. If you don't want to come forward, maybe grab a friend that you can ask someone to pray with you and be blessed today. Beyond the stars